Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. For your latest dose of all things Birmingham League Cricket. And welcome back to episode 13 of the Cow Corner podcast, the Birmingham League show with me, James Hill. And once again, I am joined by my good friends, Will Parton and Sam Whitney. How are we guys? Hello. Hi, James. I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> Not too bad. We've just had the mo- world's most interesting net. Yeah. Follow me, James. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan I really, of I, re- I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Half a bag. I've had enough. I'm coming out. <laughs> yeah, that'll do. That was shit. I'm, I'm done. I'd rather, I'd rather feed. <laughs> all the anticipation of uh, pre-season, all winter, wanting to have a nap, fancying a, <laughs> fancying a bat or a bowl, and then uh, the first pre-season net comes about and already... Want to give up the game. So uh, that, I think that sums up pre-season all over. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not the best trainer. I, when I bowl, people just try and whack me. And when I bat, I just, it, just, it never feels too realistic. So I just, yeah, just can't really be bothered, to be honest, unless you do it properly. I'd rather, batting-wise, I'd rather just have a few throws and get my eye in the middle of a few and kind of feel good. Mm. Get ready for batting at 10. Will's got a bit <laughs> of a different approach. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> One nice defensive shot at the beginning. Really, really beautiful. Then, um, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. I mean you'd, you'd fit in with the New England team. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. Everyone keeps trying to tell me to rein it in, but then now test cricket. Like, wow. 
because I can go, I can, I can officially go the other way and it'd be accepted. <laughs> Pretty fair. Well, um, anyway, so tonight we've got first one of 2023 and we're coming remotely for this podcast. And we've got a couple guests on tonight, guys. We have Jake Flower from Tamworth Cricket Club and we've got, <laughs> and we've got Taran Tor from Coventry and North Warwickshire Cricket Club, the two newly promoted sides into the Birmingham League. So, we're going to be having a bit of a chat to them about their hopes and about their clubs and about what's been going on in their off-season and obviously the playoffs that happened at the end of last summer. But before we get into that, guys, so big talking points in the Birmingham League, Well, Go on then, you tell me. <laughs> no. I don't think much has changed, has it, um, from last year? Mm. They haven't told us if we can try on the ball yet. That's yet to be discussed. Um other than that, I think we're as we were last year. I don't think there's many changes. That's a bit something drastic. Archer's, I think Archer's retiring. Yes, yeah. Mm. Arton's stepped down as captain. Oh, that is that is a big change. Okay. We've covered that then. We've covered that. The last <laughs> yeah. one. I, I can't remember. It's, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Sam, you've avoided the drop. You're still in the Birmingham League this year. <laughs> well, I mean, last time we were talking, uh, there were, we weren't too sure about what was going to happen to the Shropshire clubs, were we? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you really can't remember. We talked about <laughs> 45 minutes. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, but I I never thought we were in danger. So, um, yeah, so I never really thought about it that way. But, yeah, we, we managed to keep our Birmingham League status and, yeah, we, uh, we move on from... From all of that, after all, all the chat about it, nothing really happened. So, yeah, yeah, really exciting. <laughs> Great content. So, yeah, one of the one of the other things. <laughs> I was just sick. I was just sick of talking about that situation. To be honest, I just every time you bump into someone, what's happening, Sam? What's happening? Yeah. I was, and I'll just be like, yeah, we're fine. Don't worry about it. We'll move on. We'll be in the Birmingham League next year. And that's that. So, yeah, uh, move on and look forward to next season. Yeah, and next season is only well, it's less than two months away at the time of recording. We're recording on the 20th of February, um, just so that when it comes out next month, yeah, <laughs> you'll know what's great. And uh, the season starts on the 15th of April for the league season um, in Division 1. Well, not for you. Oh. Save that. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Why not, Sam? No, save it. Save it. It's, it, it needs to discuss it in front of a uh, guest. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, starting off the season in Division 1, you've got Berksall versus Barnard's Green, Nolan Dorridge versus Hales Owen, Kenilworth Wardens versus Kidderminster, Mosley versus Wolverhampton, Ombersley versus Bart Green and Shrewsbury start the season off to Smethwick. So, oh, an absolutely lovely start to the season for you there. Well, yeah, um, I'm, I'm, I'm betting that you hope that you had the, the week off like Samuel. No, no, I'm ready to go already. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> early, early season, who knows what happens, you know. Early, you know, in April, it's far too early to be playing cricket. So, it's, uh, it's going to be up and down, whoever plays the 
Mm. The winter conditions, best winds, aren't they? So, best yeah, time they to might, they, they best might, time of the might, season to get them. They yeah, might, probably. They, they, they might not suit you. Will suit you. Might not get selected. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <So>. You got. <laughs> you're not the first name on the sheet now. <laughs> any so. other any other games jumping out <laughs> apart from Shrewsbury there? Um, I don't know. I think um last year showed anyone could beat anybody up and down the league, isn't it? So you can't really call any results anymore, I don't think. Mm. Especially at that point of the season, you know, some people will start well, some people won't. Mm. It's yeah. Wolverhampton who, who, Wolverhampton who, who, moving who, who, up into division one, first game of their season is Mosley. Uh, home or away? Away. At Mosley. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tough start. Tough start. If it was at Wolverhampton, it might have been different. It's their home, home ground and everything. They've got a pretty mm. unique pitch and ground. Wolverhampton, so mm. Mosley, to be fair. And, home advantage uh, takes it on that one. Yeah, Barnard's Green welcome Berkswell in their opening tie. Yeah, tough one. Tough one for, um, for Barnard's Green. Well, um, finished the season strong, I think, didn't they? You know, um, we were talking about him last year, but mm. they were able and you know. Have you played? Have you pl- have you played it on screen? Well, I don't think I ever have. You know, oh, I don't think I have. Very short straight. Is it good? One side square, then, isn't it? One side, and <laughs> it's if you're batting, if you're batting the other end, it's very short. Third man got on the on the corner. Very, very short towards the road. Well, good. Well, I've um, very short straight at Jewsbury, and it's taken me 13 years to play at the club to learn how to play straight. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Could have been. Very true. A lot shorter than that, though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Carbon short at that one end. Yeah, yeah. Similar. Very, very similar. Very similar. Uh, In Division 2. Bridge North, well, a Whitneyless. That's a that's an hard one to get out. A Whitneyless. Bridge North start at home to Warfield, local local derby. That and you're missing out. Oh, Sam. Anyway, Bromsgrove welcome newly relegated Leamington, newly promoted Coventry and North Warwickshire welcome last season's well the season before newly promoted side Litchfield and. Harborn, welcome Himley, and in the other promoted side, Tamworth, welcome Dorridge. The final game being West Bromwich Dartmouth, welcome newly relegated from Division One side, Shifnal. <laughs> that'll be a, that'll be an interesting one to be fair because uh, I think and they've had a lot of change of players again, West Brom, haven't they? I think mm. they've, signed, they've signed a couple. I think Shazzy has gone back. Um, and Shifton has signed a few as well. Charlie's gone there, so that'll probably be quite a good game. I'd have thought. A lot of people wanting a Shropshire gig following the Shropshire captain, eh, Sam? I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why? What's wrong? Pulling people for made, chats, wasn't it? You they've made some good signings. Made some mm. good signings. Good on them. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, we'll get anyway. on to that. We'll get on to that. 
So before we get on to any more, let's talk about these brand new sides. So at the end of last season, there were the Birmingham League County playoffs, which we had Old Hill and Whitchurch facing off against Coventry and North Warwickshire and Tamworth. And the victors were Tamworth and Coventry and North Warwickshire, the two sides who won their respected divisions. So both sides moving up um, from their respected leagues and two former Birmingham League sides, guys. Yeah, um, I don't know a lot about Coventry, to be honest. They played against them a couple of times, but it's been a while since we played them. But Tamworth, we used to have some really good battles against Tamworth in in the old um, Division 2. Um, I think yeah, the, the season that we... I think did we both go up and then they, they went down and they've been trying to get back up for the last two or three years and they've got quite a similar squad to what they've always had. So it'd be interesting to see how they get on and I'm sure they'll be uh they might improve the squad a little bit, but it's always uh it's always a tough game, especially going away to Tamworth. Very big open space and um the I have not won many games at Tamworth, so yeah. Not sure if I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I will. I haven't played. Um, I don't know if I've played against Tamworth, maybe in um, a cup game. Um, and I haven't played against Coventry for, no, I've got to add it up, 15 years. And I was at their place and I didn't bat. And Hancock. Tim Hancock. It was at Wellington. I was at Wellington. That was the last time I played against uh, Coventry. And Tim Hancock got a 15. It was his second 50 of the year. It was the last game of the season. There we go. That was, uh, for any of you remember those names, I think Keith Bell played. That's about it, really. May have been, may have been my last game for Wellington. No, that was the season before. 16 years. There we go. I remember. So, so unless any of those guys are still playing, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, let's move ourselves on to the next section and let's welcome our special guests for the evening. So, we welcome on to the show our first guest of the evening from Tamworth, Jake Flower. How are we, Jake? Yeah, very good. Thanks, guys. So first of all, congratulations! Uh, promoted through the playoffs this season. Um, how how's it been for you guys? Um, how was the playoff system for you? Yeah, it's a um, it's a bit of a whirlwind to be honest. The playoffs. Um, looking back on it now, it was kind of an unbelievable year, unbelievable few weeks in the playoffs. Um, but it'd be pretty disheartening after the league season to be sat here now, not having got promoted through the playoffs. Um, mm. But no, great kind of couple of weeks playing in the games and a really good experience for us guys. So a really good season for you guys in in your in your league, only losing, well, was it two games? I think I've got two games yeah, and uh, a losing yeah. draw. Um, edging out, well, I would say edging out, but you beat Pelsall, uh, one of the sides who come down the years previous. Mm. How, how, was, how was your league season last year? Yeah, I mean, as the numbers kind of say, we had a great year. We kind of had some battles with Beacon over the last couple of seasons. Um, they kind of, bit of a bogey team for us. Um, so this season, we kind of 
dominated most games. And unfortunately, the Beacon game, they had, had a great chase kind of down at Tamworth. Um, but yeah, on the whole, we were um, pretty dominant. And there's probably two or three teams that we thought at the start of the year could kind of do it. Um, fortunately, this season, as opposed to the year before, we, we stepped up in the big games and mm. that's what really did it for us. Yeah, so finished third and second in the years previous. So was it just that big game, that the difference in those big games that really kind of helped you over the line? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the league, it was kind of a split between two leagues in, in both years. Kind of the, the, the first year was COVID, so that's a tough one to to say much about. But the last couple of years, you've had two or three kind of really good sides. And then below that, you've kind of got another league of teams that can't aren't quite up to the same standard. Um, so then big games really are really, really important. And the previous year, we kind of struggled in them big games. Um, whereas this season, we stepped up and, and got it done. Mm. Obviously, you dropped out of the Birmingham League in 2019. How how did the club adjust to going back into the South Staffordshire County League? Yeah, I mean, at the time, it was um, a tough one to take. The year we got relegated, it was when all the restructure happened. Um, and we'd done some really kind of great work over, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years getting into Birmingham Div 1. Um, and then all of a sudden we had one poor season and kind of we felt like everything went against us in terms of our performance. You know, it was just one of them years where it was a snowball of, of you know, bad cricket and, and kind of a bit of bad luck. And then after that one bad year, we kind of thought, all of a sudden we've gone down to the staff's prem after being in, in Div 1. Um, so it really was kind of a tough one to take. But then kind of when you get back into it, what we're about at Tamworth as well, kind of, you know, we haven't got too many paid players and, you know, a club. You kind of just get back into the swing of things and you're doing the same things on a Saturday. It's the same people, you know, you enjoy the same things. And and looking back on it now, you know, it's a bit of a blessing. Last year we we played four comps, won four comps. And it's a season that we'll all remember for forever, really. So in a weird way, I'm kind of glad it happened because last year was unbelievable. Some of the lads got more opportunities. We had a brilliant season of winning every week. Um, so, yeah, you know, we'd probably take it now. And But we're glad to be back. Yeah, and uh, from the looks of your social media, got an absolutely cracking team song. Um, I've, I've no doubt, I've heard, I guess you've heard that quite a few times, Sam. That's the one thing I've not missed about Tamworth. <laughs> hearing that song you've got Mike yeah. Talbot to blame for that he, he, yeah. He oh, yeah every time you just sit in the change room miserable and you know it's coming and yeah they've really built it up <laughs> <laughs> I've the, whole place, it. the whole place shakes I've not heard it are we getting a rendition <laughs> no no <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, did, how, how did the song come about? Has it just been something that Tamworth have had for the beginning of time or is it something more recent? No, it came from Mike Talbot. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Mike. Big, loud Aussie came to us um, a few years ago um, and kind of brought it on. To start with, there was a few people not not too sure whether it would work. Um, but after a couple of weeks, the lads loved it and... Um, yeah, it's what we do now. So is is a good sing song after a win. <laughs> Definitely helps when you're winning game after game. 
Um, so we'll talk about the playoffs. So you started uh, on the Saturday with what looks like a pretty comprehensive win against Whitchurch. Yeah, it was. I mean, <laughs> looking back on that, it probably looks a bit better on paper than it was. Um, I mean, it was pretty comfortable, but I guess it's when you're chasing in a big game, everyone's pretty nervous. So at the time, it didn't feel that comfortable. Um, but I mean, the lads played really well at the end, and and I guess in the end, it looked pretty easy. But it was um, it was nervy at times. And then moving on from that game, another well posted a big score of two ninety seven for five against Coventry. At that point. Do you think that you've got one foot in the Birmingham League? Yeah, definitely. Like that was um, the standout for the season for me that day. So being at home as well in the playoffs, like it was unbelievable day. Loads of people down. We did loads of things around the ground. Uh, really nice atmosphere. And then for us to go out and make near enough three hundred, um, yeah, it was massive. And kind of at that point after that day, we thought, you know, job done. We've got to be there, kind of thing. Fantastic. And then your final game at Mosley. Not quite getting the full full hundred percent record, but it set up a really interesting uh, table at the end with Old Hill nearly sneaking over the line. Yeah, I mean, at one point it looked dodgy. Like we were thinking, we've lost. I think one game in the league, losing one losing draw, walked in the first two games of the playoffs, and after twenty overs of our batting innings, you know, we're looking at this thinking we're done here. Like it's going to be a it's going to be a struggle. Mm. Um, so it really was touch and go at one point. And then, you know, for us, one of the big, thing, big things is having like a real deep batting order. And we've said it all year, kind of, you're going to have your opportunity to stand up here, lads. Like it had been the top kind of three or four scoring the runs all year. Mm-hmm. And we've been going on and on about this. And then in the last game, you know, Ben Maddox that should be batting higher than eight or nine. Um, and Tom Kinson, who's been batting at 10 and 11, kind of got it done for us and put on a load of runs. Um, when it looks, you know, struggle street kind of thing. Mm. Who are going to be the main standout players for you next season? Well, I think we've got a pretty good strength and depth, to be fair. Um, that's one of the things that we like to think sets us apart from a few teams. Um, we've got some decent clubbers, um, back pretty deep, good or kind of five, six, seven bowlers. Um, but I guess the guys you'd be picking out if you were the opposition, Jason Jakeman, um, he's taken a load of wickets, scored a load of runs over the last few seasons. Um, Liam Brazier took 50 wickets for us last year as well. And then a bit of a surprise package last year was Ed Smith. He started the previous year batting at 11, started this season batting at 10. And then we had one of the lads, um, one of the openers, missing for a game in like the second or third week. And we know Ed's a good batter and he scored a load of runs on Sundays. And it was literally, who are we going to chuck up there for a week just to have a hit? Who deserves a knock? So Ed got his opportunity, 178 not out later against Pelsall. And then from there, it was just week in, week out, dominating. Um, and he had an unbelievable year with the bat. So it's going to be a really interesting year for Ed next year and, and hope he goes again and, and really carries on the form. Mm. How long had he batted at 10 or 11 before that? So in the first yes. team, two, three, four years. Really? Um, yeah. <laughs> so Maddo, who's the captain before, is getting a bit of stick about that now, obviously. And um, <laughs> a bit of a masterstroke from me. I'm going to claim that one. <laughs> Bring out the best in people. I think you tried to do something similar this last season, Sam. What, me, me going and open? I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I just realised that I'd rather just bat at seven and 
doing a few laps around the ground have a big tea. So <laughs> was that was that 178 <laughs> runs later at the end of the season? <laughs> that yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about, about that, I reckon. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you you mentioned obviously that you've got real good team spirit and lots of strength and depth. Does that mean that you're looking to take the team that you've got into the Birmingham League, or are you going to be looking to see if you can recruit? No, nah, I mean we're getting overseas. Um, we've got an Aussie lad coming in, uh, only a young lad, but he's going to strengthen kind of the seam bowling department. But kind of where we're at as a club, um, we don't want to throw loads of money at it. Mm. Um, we've got a couple of guys that kind of we pay anyway. So that's really where we're at as a club. That's kind of um, the balance that we need. We've got a lot of good club cricketers from Tamworth. So no, absolutely right. We want to give the lads a chance that have got us promoted. Um, you know, we deserve to carry on and and see how we go. So um, now overseas, and we've got a couple of other lads from the local area that have joined, um, but kind of that's about it really. So obviously previous experience in the Birmingham League, what's... What are your hopes, aspirations, objectives, goals for this season and the coming seasons, really? I mean, I think first and, and foremost, we'd, we'd want to stay in the league, consolidate. Um, but if I'm being brutally honest, after seeing what Litchfield did last year, um, and, you know, we've got good experience in there, we've got a lot of players with experience in the league, I'd be lying if I wasn't, if we didn't want to push for promotion. And it's the Litchfield one for me. Um you know, I don't really know what's happened to the standard of the league over the last couple of seasons. But if Litchfield almost got promoted, I'd be disappointed if we weren't giving it a good shot. But um, that comment might bite me on the arse after a few games. <laughs> yeah, we were saying first game of the season uh, at home to Dorridge. So, you know, you can, can ask for better, really. A home tie to start off the season. Yeah, definitely. It'd be good to get going at home and... Um, I think if Dorridge has been relegated recently from the Prem. A couple of years ago, well, it was. It's been like um, two, three years, wasn't it? Yeah, two, three years. I think it was the season before COVID, I think, mm. possibly. Yeah, we've not played him for a good, good few years. So, yeah, it'd be a good, good one to start. I think I, yeah, I completely agree with you there with um, just looking at the way Litchfield, uh, did, you know, they're not, they're not a team full of superstars and, you know, still of. You know, club lads and good team spirit, and they they had a great season last year. If you look at their their bowling attack, really, really won them a lot of games. But um, I think a lot of it was down to team spirit, and you know the bowlers bowled well and got them into situations where the batters, you know, could play with a bit of freedom and got them over the line. So I think if you look at that, um, I, I can't see why Tamworth. Can't if they get on a roll, it'll be tough to stop them. I think I know it's because it is a tough place to go, and quite a few teams won't have been there for a mm. for a few years. So, and a lot of experienced guys like like you say Maddo and Burrow still playing. When he fancies it, yeah, I was gonna say, he went. He went, going, away, he, he went away for a bit, didn't he? He did. He had a holiday in Sandbach for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, boy, he did. <laughs> yeah, but um, you know you got experienced guys, and you know Jace is a real match winner with bat and ball as well. So you got some quality players. Who's the who's the uh, overseas you had? Scott Daly? Is it Daly? Yeah, Scott is qualified yeah. now. So yeah, I thought, I thought lives, he was still there. He lives so a couple of hundred yards from me, so he's yeah, uh, he's British, and yeah, it's great to to have him on board as well because he's kind of. Um, kind of like having an overseas player, another overseas with Scotty now is qualified. So we're lucky we've got that as well, really. 
Yeah, nice. Can't wait to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's always cold as well. It's always windy. It's always windy. <laughs> in fact, the last time we played you um, at your place, that gets spoken about quite a bit. I don't know if you remember the game. Well, does it involve Tom Weaver? Out, yeah, I think he needed one to two to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, caught on the boundary last year. Yeah, of course. Um, he he could have just pushed. He could have pushed it down the ground. Could have got to. He get. We talk about it all the time. And you know what we've always. What he used to be like is you know, sleeves rolled up. Think, oh, I'll go for the biggest part of the ground. Caught on the boundary. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. He batted so well as well, and then just. Through yeah. it at the end, but no, that was an unbelievable game. There was a, there, we always had some close games, especially at home as well, especially at Bridge North. We had some close games, never really any close games at uh, somewhere, but <laughs> yeah. apart from the season you went down, because I think you just you guys just forgot how to play cricket for a season, didn't you? Yeah, well, that was the season <laughs> of no tosses as well. Um, and I think there was a bit of a malfunction with our covers that the day you came and um. Or whatever, and it was soaking wet, and there was no no tosses. It was uncontested, so you guys obviously uh, stuck us in, and I think we made about twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a perfect example of we'll see how it goes, and if it's no good, we'll get rid of it. That uh, yeah. that that yeah. toss season, yeah, <laughs> we're all for it. It was like it was like thirty out of forty in favour of doing that. Mm. Everyone really wanted it, and all the all the people who had um, flat pitches said no. <laughs> Final one is anywhere you're looking forward to playing against this season. It's a good question. It'd be nice to be back around. Um, I, I wanted to come across in the in the right way, but some of the grounds we've not been at for a while. Um, you know, real real nice, good cricket grounds um, that you see throughout the league. So it'd be really nice to kind of play playing all the them clubs again. Um, always look for a local derby. It'll be nice to play against Litchfield again. Um, we owe them one or two from them beating us um, or to promotion the previous year. Um, but no, generally just on the whole, it'll be nice to get back to it and and see some familiar faces like Sam and, and also play to some at some clubs we've not been to for a few years. So, um, yeah. Without naming any names, did you notice a difference in sort of facilities and standard of facilities when you drop down. I don't know what your um, sort of local leagues like, really, in terms of ground around there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's the nature of um, anything, whatever the sport is, you know, whatever, whether it's Birmingham Prem down to Staffs Prem or, say, if you go in three down to four, I guess it's quite similar in that you are going to see a drop-off um, in facilities, in standards, and, and absolutely, there's, there's a few grounds in, in the staff's prem that are, are brilliant, really, really good grounds, and a few that probably need a little bit of work and aren't at the standard of some Birmingham League clubs. And, you know, that's not a negative on them or about the clubs and, no. and the people. It's just the nature of, you know, funding the facilities and the way it is. Um, but, I mean, our experience on the whole in the staff's prem um, was, was really good. You know, there's some good people behind it running the league. There's some good clubs we're playing against. Um, so yeah, but you, you can notice a, a big difference mm. in some of the grounds. Do you think it will help or, uh, or like your bowls and stuff like that, or your batters coming to grounds where it might be a little bit flatter or a bit of a better outfield or 
might be a little bit harder as much as the lines and stuff. Do you think it will help? I don't them? think the ground will be too much of an issue. The thing that no. I'm interested to see is how we go with the white ball. Um, yeah, yeah. Think about that, yeah. We've played a, like, a hell of a lot of cricket, pink balls, um, but, you know, less than two or three games ever with a white ball. Um, so... I, I guess that's the harder thing for... Because I know the Shropshire League now is um, changing and they're going to be doing some white ball, but that's the thing that you have... The disadvantage now is we've been doing it for a couple of years and anyone who does get promoted hasn't had that time with the white ball, have they? So it took I reckon it took most people till at least last year to get used to used to all end of the season to know what they wanted to do with the white ball or how they play as a team with it, because it does change how you play as a team. Mm, big time. I think kind of um uh the staff's league the previous year shot itself in the foot a bit, and that wasn't the league, it was the clubs. The clubs voted against going to um, coloured kit and a pink and white ball. Um, pink or white ball, there was kind of three options, stay the same, pink or white. And and for me, it was always, well, if anyone wants aspirations of going into the Birmingham League, we've got to practice with what we're going into kind of thing. So, yes. um, and, and it's also for me as well, more about the bowlers than the batters. I think playing with the pink and the white balls is very similar. But if we get on a flat deck next year with a white ball, you know, against some of the batters that are going to be in the league. It's a tough one for the bowlers. You know, it's not going to be going around corners all the time. It's a different game. We're going to have to learn how to, to bowl with a white ball against some some quality cricketers. Depends what these balls do this year. We've had one year where it absolutely hooped and then one year where it went dead straight. Oh, right. So I, so I don't know. I, I don't even, I can't even help you on that one, to be honest. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think, um, Wurfield really struggled with that when they, they first came up and they, they lost their first six um, in the white ball cricket and it really put them on the back foot. And then went back into the season after winning a couple of games in the red ball, they got a bit of confidence and they got used to it. But yeah, they they thought they were dead and buried at the start. But mm. I think also, you know, you need some of those white balls to train with because it's, it's not like just using any old white ball it's they're they're completely different but yeah making sure you actually get some proper training with those white balls and i don't know how you go about doing that but i mean you're gonna have to get some for spare balls from somewhere aren't you so i think when we all went into the league they gave us a box to have a bit of a hit around with to get some spares so right no i think we have ordered a few spares but it'll be interesting yeah. how, how did the games go last year with the kind of you know, attack on all fronts, or was it a bit more reserved with the with the white balls? It's a little you... bit. It is a little bit more reserved. That you'd you'd think players would just go after it, but I mean, I'm not speaking for Will here because he he'll go after anything that's round, won't you? But um... cricket or non cricket. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> but uh, for me, bowling wise, I mean, I I, I realised pretty quickly that if anything that I bowled remotely just tossed up or slow but it's just had a bit of newfound confidence and the amount of times I got hit into Sainsbury's early on with the white ball was <laughs> a lot but um, yeah so I kind of realised I had to bowl it a little bit quicker but yeah I, I didn't think that is actually you know in terms of power play or anything went after it as much as you know they kind of do with the red ball but yeah there were a lot of bigger scores than you'd usually see. I think that's more, but it's just having a bit of a hit. I, I realise a lot lower order batters actually just swing through the line of it and 
you know, a lot of lower order scores. So there were a lot of runs last year, weren't there? And um, it's hard to say for us because I don't think we bowled great line lengths to see if it made a difference or not. But um, you get all of a couple, and it just it does make it, it does make a difference, and then they do go further. And I think people it is a different license as well, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, when they open the bathroom, you see different partnerships opening the bathroom in the two formats. Did you see people changing the orders? Yeah. Yeah, they definitely do. Some people who can eye up a bit better definitely go up. You might see some bowlers who hit a good ball go in and, you know, just about putting back two or three or something like that and just, just see what happens. It's easy well, to get well, a, a, a quick 30, the edges fly. You get anything on it decent and it'll beat the man in the deep, whereas a red ball probably wouldn't. It just slides off the bat a bit differently. You definitely see pinch hitters and things like that. Definitely happens. And teams opening with spin as well, quite a few teams. Yeah. So, but don't want to give away too many secrets. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, final, We've got final, <laughs> final question then. Final question then, Jake. Before we let you get off. Uh, so, what can what will teams who are facing Tamworth expect from a Tamworth team in 2023? Um, that's a good question. A, a good hard game of cricket um, and a beer after the game. <laughs> I don't know. That's um no for lots of singing from your point of view. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, we just want to, you know, a good season, play some really good competitive cricket. Really excited to get going with the white ball. Um, you know, see some some old faces again. Um and you know, enjoy enjoy a beer or two afterwards. That's really what um what I think we're about at Tamworth. So and that's the plan. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Jake, for coming on and um yeah. You never know. Hopefully, if all goes well, we'll get you on again and uh, we'll talk about a very successful season. And we may even get you guys on to come and sing this song. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's hope so. Cheers, guys. <laughs> hey, cheers, Jake. All the best. Cheers, Jake. Cheers. Good to see you, mate. Well, Jake Flower there, guys. You're talking yeah. to the rest of the audience. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it was. <laughs> yeah he's a nice guy Jake he um, played a lot of cricket against him and I think what they said there at the end just you know a lot of hard cricket you know mm. there's never really an easy game against Tamworth so yeah yeah, looking forward to playing him and yeah and like he said as well kind of what it's about you know having a beer after the game so How do you reckon that Tamworth will do this season? I think they will I think they will surprise a few uh, it's not an easy place to go to and you know they and they have got a lot of strength and I did I did look at their season last year and with Ed Smith scoring a lot of runs at the at the top and surprising because he's um I know him as a very good bowler as well but they've got match winners and they've got experience so I wouldn't be surprised if they were yeah if they were just getting onto a bit of a roll and um I wouldn't be surprised if they were challenging at the top of the top of the leaderboard in the early half of the uh, first part of the season because. You know, they are that kind of side. So, yeah, get stuck into them early. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. So now we move ourselves on to our second guest and a member of the second newly promoted side into the Birmingham League. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. 
Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome. We've got Taryn Tor from Coventry and North Warwickshire Cricket Club. How are we, Taryn? Not too bad. Not too bad. Wintering well. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, not good too cheers, bad. Not cheers. too bad. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Very good. Good. Thank you. So a fantastic season for you guys last season. Yeah, really good. Um, just uh, probably as good as season as a season could go, really. Especially if you talking about the league itself. Um, it was a it was a strong league. Um, probably this. I mean, I'm going to sound like a the laddies turned up and then just says it's on a minefield. But it was um, it was a strong. It was a, it was definitely the strongest that the Warwickshire League's been since the um, since the restructure. Mm. Um, so going into it, we we were all thinking it could be anyone's game because I think um, you had Sutton Coldfield has strength uh, strengthened up. Um, Aston Manor had obviously come up from Div One and um, kind of attracted a lot of new players. Not sure what what it was that attracted all those players. It must be the junior section or something. But <laughs> yeah, they'd the brand of cricket but but uh yeah so you'd have those two guys coming in that kind of turned it from a three four horse race to a six horse race so but no yeah it's just i think we just everything went well for us we were always there or thereabouts in the previous seasons and this was just the year that probably didn't lose the one or two games that we had in the previous years um it's always tough when you've got to win every game to go up basically with um with the league being how it is but yeah no great season for us yeah, finishing a, a massive 46 points ahead of Attuck. Really great season. So, yeah, you were mentioning you, after COVID, went back down from the Birmingham League and spent a yep. few years in the Warwickshire County Cricket League. How 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 did you find that? How did the team adjust to those years? I think, uh, obviously, it was unfortunate going down. Um, obviously, the year before that, it was kind of, you've got to get promoted or you're going down. Obviously, we didn't. But... Um, yeah, I think as soon as we as soon as we did go down, it was a case of we need to try and get back up as soon as possible. Um, I know the COVID year, twenty twenty, that must have been yeah, twenty twenty. Um, there was no promotion relegation. Uh, we we did have a very good year that year. We won, I think we won every game. Uh, won eleven out of eleven, and then won the final. So that was, that was a really good year for us. But I think it was always kind of other teams weren't playing their pros. They weren't getting overseas players, and we were very much. The same team we'd always had, so we were always going to be a little bit stronger. So the big test was going to be what happens when um, promotion and relegations come back in. Mm. And yeah, I think do we have two seasons after that that take us to the year before this year. Um, again, like I said, we, we've always been there or thereabouts, top three or four in the Warwickshire in the Warwickshire Prem. It's been like a 
three to four horse race between like ourselves, Warmly, Stratford, and Atop. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it was just kind of you lose one game here and there. The issue with there being quite a big gap between the top and bottom teams is you have to win most of your games to go up. If you lose a game, that's you out of it. But yeah, this year, like I said, it just I think it just came together. We've got a good group, um, genuinely such a group, such a good bunch of boys. Um, everyone loves playing with each other, and I think that kind of shines through in a in a long in a long season and in seasons where we didn't go up, everyone stayed together and kind of stuck through it. So yeah, here we are. Turned out well. So yeah, something that you brought up, which is quite interesting. How how do you think that the restructures really well impacted the Warwickshire Warwickshire League? I think um, there was always going to be. Uh, I mean, from our perspective, it's a pain. It was a pain in the ass. Obviously, like it's going to be <laughs> some. It's going to be a pain in the ass for someone, and it it was teams like us. But having said that, given three years, four years for everything to kind of everything to kind of do their thing. I think it's been good. The Birmingham, I don't I don't know exactly, but it looks like the Birmingham League is very strong. Um it's definitely not got weaker. If anything, it's probably stronger. Um and the Warwickshire Prem has just got stronger year on year on year. And it's 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 trickled down. So now we at the start of this season, like I said, we were saying this is probably about what Birmingham Div two used to be like. Maybe not quite there, but close enough. Teams are signing overseas and such, and it's trickling down. So Div One is much stronger, Div Two is much stronger. So I think it's been good, but obviously, it does just mean that if you're either side of that uh, county league, Birmingham league, if you're around there, it's tough because you again you've got to win, win your league, and then win a round robin. And if you go down, it's really tough to go back up. But such is the nature of it. It's always going to be that way. <laughs> yeah. So as you mentioned, it was. It was a fantastic season for you guys and you end up being one of the two sides who finished top of their respective leagues actually getting promoted. Was there some kind of feeling of satisfaction about that? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's always been the goal. So it's a you know, it's a three, four year goal. Um so obviously it is is a very, very satisfying huge season for us, for the whole club. Mm. Um obviously the playoffs are almost completely separate to the actual league itself, you know. The teams change a bit. You're playing against new opposition, um, stronger opposition. So that was a different beast. But yeah, it was a bit nervy. As I'm, I think I'm sure you guys followed it when it happened. It was a pretty okay. close one. Because again, you know, like you can you can win two games out of three and go down. I think Old Hill. Yeah. Did they win two? Yeah, Old Hill won two and went down. So it's brutal. It's a wouldn't say luck, but you know there is an element of that in it. How it pans out, and obviously no. No Warwickshire team's gone up, so it's all, it's been a bit of a, you know, I know in the Warwickshire League, everyone, I think we did have the backing of a lot of clubs because I think, well, a lot of clubs wanted to get promoted themselves, and uh, but also we wanted some Warwickshire representation in the Birmingham League. So it was a really good start. You posted 250 um, against Old Hill and then bowled them all out for 185. <clears throat> and then, as you mentioned, that second game, you lost against Tamworth, the other promoted sides, and that was your first weekend. So, where was Coventry's kind of? Where was your head at after that first weekend? Yeah, so the Old Hill game was a good game. It was at home, which which helps because we had a home crowd. You know your ground, that kind of thing. Um, I don't remember loads from that game because it was the first one. I just remember getting absolutely whacked. But um, <laughs> I think. I think they were strong. I think you can look at the scorecard and it looks as though that we beat them quite comfortably. But I think they were in the chase for quite a while. They just lost a few wickets. So 
we could see that the standard was high considering we were thinking Tamworth were going to be a stronger team and you know it was always going to be a grind so we, we definitely weren't sure going into the final weekend but you've got to do what you can control um just play your best cricket um fair, fair play to Tamworth I think they definitely played better better than us on the day again they had the home home ground game that day so obviously you could tell they really knew how to play there mm. but yeah it was it was definitely a nervy week let's say because you know it's all resting on one game um we but it was in our hands which is a good thing we knew that if we win more than likely i think we were thinking we would go up if we won so it's nice to be in your hands and that's the main thing so one thing we've just been talking about with our other guests but what's it like to be on the other end of that time with victory song <clears throat> oh gosh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what i like i mean Tamworth is a club. They're, they're a great club. I do. I, I like a lot of the boys in that team, and they are a good club. We play friendlies against them every year, so we do. We do know some of their boys. So, got nothing against Tamworth as a club. I do have. <laughs> I do have issues with songs, so. but uh, it's a. <laughs> yeah, but it's a. You know what? It's a, it's a culture thing, and if that's what you know, I'm not going to knock it. They've obviously got a really good club culture. They enjoy their victories. Fair play to it. You know, they have their songs. We normally blast out some like horrendous tracks. So. That's probably just as annoying. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, it's shit. I'm oh, sorry, I don't know if I can swear on here, but it's, yeah, uh, you it's can, terrible. It's so you can say yeah, it. no, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's shit. But that's why they do it, I guess. I mean, they do it to enjoy themselves, but they probably know it pisses us off a bit. That's why they're so loud about it. But fair play to them. So yeah, we've gone on from that weekend, and we're going on to the final weekend, and it couldn't have been any tighter, really. And yeah. at the close of the first innings, 145 all out after 35 <clears> overs. Yeah. Are you starting to think that you may not get over the line? Yeah. So I'd say going into the going into the weekend, I think we felt like Whitchurch. I mean, we didn't know much about the teams will stop, but we knew Old Hill would be strong. We knew Tamworth would be strong. And obviously no disrespect to Whitchurch, but we thought of the three, if we had the most chance, it would be that. So we were, I think we were quietly confident heading into the weekend. Um, and then just everyone was just getting their pads like blown off, like left, <laughs> left, right, and center. Like the pit, the pit, I mean, the pitch wasn't, the pitch wasn't great, but yeah, just we're all looking at each other like, what are we doing here? And there's a few, there's a few lads getting disciplinary warnings, you know, for <laughs> not being very happy with things, um, potentially including myself. But like it was, yeah, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit of a mess. But I think, um it was more of a mess when we were something for five we must have been like 40 for five uh, i think when i got out we were on nothing and uh manish got 50 which was he was man of the match that day he got a 50 and he got the run out which i think must have been their number three mm. that 50 was 130 on uh at tamworth for example it was a it was a good innings and marco marco higgins has done what did what he did for us all year um right back innings so they got us to a score where we're thinking we're in the shit, but like if we bowl well, then you know we 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 can pull it back. And uh, to be fair, I think that was that was probably the unit the the best we bowled all year. Like we just didn't bowl many bad balls, kept attacking the stumps. So it was really nice for us to bring it together. Um, and obviously, low scoring games are always the most exciting. So that was really satisfying. Um, and yeah, then we had the the old waiting for the other result. Yeah, so fi both finished level on points. Point five six was it something like that? That's um, got you over the line. Yeah, I think 
it was uh i think a few of the guys in the team had thought that we we'd got up after winning so it was a bit of a moment in the training rooms where we were looking through play cricket and not many not many of us are very good at math including myself so like we were all just trying to work it out um and then i got into um a live stream someone from the ground at mosley was live streaming the game to us so we all stayed behind the people at hell's own were trying to kick us out but we were getting in the cars right then but yeah i mean i heard it was carnage in that game there were man cads and all sorts going on but yeah it was brilliant brilliant day in the end so looking towards next season um are you looking to stick with the same side that you that got you promoted or are you looking to get a few players in um i think the core the core of the side like we're going to back i mean we've got some very very good cricketers in there and i think the the biggest thing for us over the last couple of years has been we are a very young side so there's probably six maybe seven of us who are between 2023 and um, so like that group of players has developed a lot over the last two years and probably will do into the next two years. I think we, we're the club. It's important that we stick with these boys. Um, our pro is an absolute gun, so it's good to have him and it's been good to have him this year and I think we've got him for next year. So that's kind of those bases covered. I think there are, of course, going into the Birmingham League, you, you do want to strengthen up. So I think the uh, the group of guys who generally do look after that, they are working hard. Um got nothing concrete for you to gossip about yet but i've heard that there's a few things in the work but yeah nothing i can nothing i can confirm or give to you but yeah i think yeah the core the core of the team is will most likely stay the same see if we can get one or two good players in to fill a couple of gaps but yeah you want to you want to stick with what's worked so far mm. who, who are the players to look out for them um so from the bowling front uh sammy samir vora he's very very good seamer sort of balls just quick enough has great control moves it both ways um he's been too good for the watch program for a couple of years now so it'll be really good to see him make the step up and um, he'll be doing just as well in this league i suspect a uh, very good player um on the batting front obviously you've got the pro um he is a gun so i mean he hasn't got he hasn't got the first class numbers yet i think of other pros that you've seen but from what we've all seen in England, he's he's um, a serious, serious player. So hopefully he can do the same for us this year. And um, Will Isles with the bat, opening bat, he's uh, again in that kind of group of 20 to 23-year-olds who's really matured over the last last couple of years. I think he made the move from three to one and then they dashed me down to number five because I was no good at it. And, <laughs> uh, but he did a much better job than me. So yeah, he'll, he'll do the same this year, I'm sure. And uh, we've got a good keeper as well. He had a great year. I think he got 60 dismissals or something stupid like that, which I did some digging on play cricket and I don't think that's been done in a long time. So he's been really good with the bat and ball, Marco Higgins. So hopefully he can do the same again. So moving into next season, back into the Birmingham League, what are you looking forward to? Um, I think, I mean, it'd be nice to obviously be back. A lot of the, a few of the guys have been there and done it before. So I think just the grounds are a little bit nice to, pitch feel a little bit flatter it's uh nor which i think normally promotes good cricket um and yeah i think everyone's just looking forward to playing a better standard of cricket as i said it's a young team so it's a group of players that really want to develop um and just play as high standard of cricket as possible mm. that's really what we're all looking to do because that's where we're going to get better and better and yeah Cov, for the whole club it's good 
because we've always known that we're a club that is a Birmingham League club. Not that that is a God-given right. Obviously, we've had to earn it, but we know this is like where we belong as a club. So I think we're looking forward to being there. Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> what, you were, were you asking me a question? Go for it, go for it. Ask a question. Um, what, are, what are your guys' thoughts on the, the white ball? Did you play any white ball cricket in the Warwickshire League? You didn't, did you? Uh, yeah, no, we played, we played white ball cricket for two or three uh, years, I think. Uh, the last okay. two or three years we played. So initially, oh. there was a point in time where we thought that the playoff games were going to be white ball. And we were thinking that would be a big advantage because I think there are leagues that don't. Is it shot there are, don't play? Yeah. 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 That, it's odd that, actually. <clears throat> you think that that would be something that would be a directive rather than an option. Yeah. 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 I mean, we as a we all love it. I mean, I, I understand financially it's difficult for some clubs, but I mean, the players, the players all love playing it. I think it's, it's something different. Um, it's, yeah, it's different cricket. It's, I think the white ball makes bowlers do something a little bit different. I mean, I myself am a medium-paced trundler, and when it comes to the white ball, like you don't get away with just putting it on a spot, so it is challenging. I mean, having that, the white ball does still do a lot, so I wouldn't mind. I don't know what ball they play with in the Birmingham League, but the Warwickshire League play with the white jukes ball, which I think still does quite a lot, so I wouldn't mind seeing a cockerbore ball in there. Um, I think that really would be um, two different types of cricket to play, and it mm. tests different skills. Uh, but no, I love it. I think everyone else does as well in the team. Yeah, it definitely gives you an advantage over other, <clears throat> other sides coming up that haven't played any white ball. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's that yeah. in favour, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Just speaking to Jake, he said that yeah, they they've probably played. He said about two or three games of white ball cricket. Really? So, um, so yeah, it definitely gives you guys an advantage. I think. I think um, I would say yes, but. One thing I'd also say is the basics do stay the same. You, a lot of the yeah. times, you don't you don't need to stray too far away from what's served you well in Red Bull. I mean, the only difference might be as a batter, you might have to go after it a little bit more if the other team gets a few more runs. But ultimately, it's the same. It's the same process. If you yeah. play if you play good strong shots, you're going to get just more value for your runs. Has nothing to do with your approach. That's just to do with that ball absolutely pisses off the bat, and the fields yeah. are a little bit different. So. Yeah, I think I think it is an advantage. I do think it can be overstated, especially if you're playing with a Dukes ball where it still does a lot anyway. So, it will yes, still yes be and no would be the answer. Is it? Yeah, it's still yeah, it's yeah. a Dukes ball. Yeah. And, uh, it's an advantage, but yeah. I don't know. Not as much as if it was a cooker ball, I'd say. I think we uh, we were saying earlier there was uh, there's been a few sides who have come unstuck coming into the white ball, um, not been able to adapt to it as well. You know, definitely yeah. come in there and found that you do have to play a different brand of cricket to be able to compete in the league with that. So the teams that have come unstuck are the teams that generally hadn't played any before. So, yeah. <clears throat> so, well, no, you, you've said it now, so no pressure. Uh, yeah. So you, but you should. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how we go. You should I mean, be all right with that. Yeah. A white Dukes on a, on a sticky wicket still will do a lot. So maybe yeah. probably the, I think the pitch has a lot to do with it. I think a white ball on a, on a road, yeah, is, there's a big difference between a white ball on the road and a red ball on the road, whereas on a poor pitch, there's less of a difference, isn't it? Yeah. Great stuff. So, final question. What can visiting sides expect from a Coventry team this season? Probably getting pretty annoyed at us, to be fair. I think um, I think a lot, I think a lot, because we're, we're such a, we are all really close and it 
we do take the piss a lot. And I think a lot of the time we play against teams and they just look at us and think, like, what are these guys up to? Like, just joking around on the field. But behind it, we do actually really care about our cricket. But I think it's just us really enjoying ourselves. But um, yeah, so we'll probably, we probably won't, we won't be the team that kind of starts digging into the opposition, but we'll definitely be uh, having a good time. But behind it all, we are, we're, we're trying our best and we are looking to win games of cricket. And uh, what are your goals and objectives and how do you think you're going to reach them? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, coming coming here and saying that we're going to be getting promoted again would probably be quite brave. I think there's a lot of unknowns going into this league. Um, a Warwickshire team hasn't gone up um, for a long time or ever, I'm not sure. But no one really knows how what the standard's going to be like, how good we are as such. Um, I think Again, you just need to control what you can control. I think we'll probably just try and play the best cricket we can. Obviously, we want to probably... I mean, obviously, we want to be in the Birmingham League the year after that. So that's an obvious target. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can also see a world where a lot of our players end up playing really, really good cricket, come on a lot, and then we're in the top half of the table. So again, it's a lot of unknowns, but I think if we just stick to what we can control and then see where we go from there. Fantastic. I think... Um... Sam Sam will uh, agree with this. Like you said, your mentality about all you lads sort of just enjoying your cricket and the mick out of each other. We played in a Shropshire team three or four years back, didn't we? Well, that's pretty much what we did all the time. And we uh, would even overhear players on the sideline, you know, we're playing against going, what are they doing? You know, they just didn't, they didn't understand what we were doing. We just barely said a word to the opposition all game mm. unless it was asking them a, a riddle. Yeah, which, you know, you know, that, that was literally all it was. And they get they actually get more wound up than it is yeah. with legend. <laughs> so, but if you yeah, it, sound, it sounds a lot like us. Yeah, you've got that sort but, of team um, mentality. Then that's a good thing to have, isn't it? And then, and like I said before, um, all the guys will be ripping each other all the time. But at the end of the day, we all we all love our cricket, and we all really, really want to do well, and we all want each other to do well, which is the main thing. Like we all know that we don't need to tell that to each other, which is why we can go ahead and just rip each other. Yeah. You know what everyone's intentions actually are, but you know it's a, it's a really good environment to be in, good dressing room, and uh, yeah, we all love it. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Taryn, for coming on. Good luck for the rest of the season. Go well, and you never know. Maybe at the end of the season, if you've uh, smashed it all year, we'll get you back on. No worries, boys. Thanks hey. for the time and uh, keep up the good work. Eh? Hey, cheers, guy. All the best. Cheers. Cheers, Taryn. Cheers, bye. So, guys, Taryn there from Coventry. Was it? <laughs> yeah, I think um, he. I think he spoke very, really well. Um, what it sounds like, similar to Tamworth, it sounds like they've got a good dressing room, and you know, guys who are quite close, and they all get on and and enjoy themselves. And I think that's a, a lot, a lot to do with it. You, you see a lot of teams that you know they're all good mates and. No, you don't need those superstars to win games and the team spirit does go a long way. And for the likes of them who, you know, they absolutely smashed their league last year and, you know, winning becomes a habit and they're used to winning. So if they can take that into the, the start of the season, you know, who knows what might happen. Sounds like they've got a pretty handy overseas player and, you know, a good a good squad of players. And by the sounds of it, it looks... Sounds like there might be a couple of transfers on the horizon as well. So that'd be interesting. I don't know a lot about Coventry, so it's a bit of an unknown really for me. I probably know one or two of their players. So 
yeah, be interesting to see how they go. I think when you come into the league, you've got to if when you uh, when you come up a step in in standards, you've got to have that team mentality where you can enjoy your cricket. So these teams seem to have that. And when you come up with a you know a difficult period during the season where you may have a run of losses or difficult results, you've got to find a way to enjoy the game. And if you don't, then you'll come unstuck. So these sides look like they'll be able to lose a unit, even if it doesn't go to plan, which can get you over the line at the end of the season. You can find up or you know getting into some form to push for any sort of promotion at the end you need that sort of gel that team spirit both of them said so be interesting to see so two differing approaches one side looking well by the sounds of it one potentially looking to recruit a couple players uh one looking to stick with who they've got do you think that there's any particular better way to do it sam no, not really. I it depends what they what they think they need. Um but it sounds from Coventry, I, I it didn't sound like they got gonna be changing things too much. Tamworth, you know, they might get a couple in as well, but you know, you've kinda of gotta trust the guys that have got you into that position and and you know, they deserve that chance to to play in the league that they've just been promoted into. So I think if it, if a team just changes their whole side, it, it just I don't think it's good for the club and it's not good, not good for the team. You're gonna to have to get a whole new team spirit going, and so and for for Tamworth, if they signed a load of new players, they've all they've all got to learn a new song as well. So <laughs> you find that a bit in the, um, the teams between the two Prem sides have been changing a lot, haven't they? So, like, you have a team coming up to the Premier One that goes down. There's a lot of changing players recently, and it doesn't really seem to be working, if you ask no. me. Um, so, these two teams going in with pretty much the same, you know, it might, you might, it might just show that you just together, even if you go down. Yeah, that, I mean, that's what that's what Litchfield did. They they stuck with their stuck with their guns and carried on with the guys that got them there, and they had a great season. So. I think I think that's the way to go about it. If, if it was me, no. So something that I've been thinking about is Warwickshire, obviously having the white ball cricket for the last few years. Do you think that that will make much of a difference moving forward for sides who get promoted if they do? Do you reckon that they'll have more of an advantage against other sides? What you mean, like other sides that haven't been playing any white ball cricket? Yeah, I think so. I, I definitely think they will, and also it. You might find that the the teams that haven't been playing any white ball cricket, well, the, the league, sorry, um, that there are teams in there that might have actually done better, and might ben, might play better with the white ball. And you might find a a team like what, well, for example, who would have a yeah, you might if it's when the shops move over, a team like where we've gone down, they've already played white ball, have an advantage over everybody else. So those sorts of teams might find it easier to get promoted again or make it else again. So. Um, I definitely think it makes a difference. Although, like like you said, you still play your beautiful. You, you do have to make difference. You know, and it's hard to it's hard to just adjust the game going from one week to the next, or suddenly you have to go out there and not know what to expect. You know, but I didn't know what to expect. It's, it's a little while to get used to it. Moving ourselves on, 
and it's going to be what we hope is going to be a very big year for the podcast and we've got a few bits and bobs planned and a few bits up our sleeve the next episode that we've got will be the pre-season preview when it goes you may <laughs> yeah you yeah. For anyone, yeah for anyone listening there is a schedule and it's in an excel format so that just shows where this podcast is going you know use excel I know. formulas well we're going to be uh, new, you know <laughs> but all that's going to be coming out soon and hopefully we did have a few technical issues but we are going to hopefully have some other bits and bobs that we're going to get moving forwards as well which will be really exciting and yeah looking to take the podcast to bi-weekly um so we're going to be doing it twice a month um so basically every other week guys uh during the season um so yeah really, that's another way of saying in two weeks, yes. all the others <laughs> but yeah exciting got some good stuff coming so yeah all will be announced soon and it'll just be excited <laughs> just to you know not do you know, five or six pods in the off season and then one <laughs> in the actual cricket season. So <laughs> that'd be good. But it'd be good to get some new guests on. I mean, we've had two new guests on tonight. And yeah, it's just good to talk to new people about cricket, really. Yeah, question it up. We all, love, we all love the game. And yeah. just new ideas and, you know, just have a bit of fun with it, which is mm. going to be good. Exciting. Yeah. The more people getting involved, the better. Might, yes, we might yes. even get that. Um, I can't remember what his name is. Matt Swift, I think. Matt Swift, is he? Yeah, might get him on, but I doubt it. Did he used to be on the podcast? <laughs> I think he did. He did one at the beginning, didn't he? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to come on the podcast, or even if your club want us to come down to your cricket club, and we'll uh, record one there. Get in touch. Let us know. We'd be more than happy to bring the kit along and come across to your club, interview some of uh, some of the club stalwarts, and uh, have a few beers and have a good time. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> anyway, on that, I think we will leave today's podcast uh, because it's going to run on a bit longer than anticipated. But anyway. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. As always, feel free to support by following us, sharing, and you can find us on Spotify, SoundCloud, Acast, and Apple Podcast. Thank you. Well, finally, thank you very much to our regular host, Sam Whitney, and Will Parton. Thank you very much, guys. You're very welcome. Always a pleasure. Thanks, James. <laughs> thank you. No worries. And thank you guys for listening. Until the next episode. <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 